This is In Perspective with Bob Branco and Peter Auchul. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to In Perspective. Glad to be with all of you. My name is Bob Branco for episode 255. Today, of course, like always, we have with us Peter Alchil, our good friend and colleague, co-hosting. Peter, how are you today? Doing great. Lots of thunderstorms today in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, spring is finally here. No tornadoes yet, but they're presumably on their way sometime. They, they usually show up at some point. Anyway, we're doing fine otherwise. Glad to hear it. Before we continue with our show, I would like to say hello to two people who have uh, sent correspondence. I said that I would say hi to people who send us correspondence about our program. So I would like to say hello to Lillian Johnson and Ekaterina Henta. Good evening to both of you. Thank you for listening to In Perspective. I also want to thank Raymond Gay for producing our podcasts, along with Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place, who post them on a couple of bulletin boards on that chat line. I also want to thank the media outlets for airing our program. And I also want to thank our website designer, Jacqueline Sylvia of JS Web Solutions for airing our shows and archiving them rather on my website. All you have to do is go to www.brancoevents.com, arrow down until you get to In Perspective Podcasts, click on those, and you will see all of our archives from latest to earliest. Merci, Jackie, and thank you to all of you who make us sound better than we actually do. Today we have with us three members of an organization called Behind Our Eyes, an organization that I am very proud to be a member of. I've, I've written to that group as well. And uh, the members of the group that we have with us on the program are Annie Chiapetta. Welcome, Annie. Annie. Thank you, Bob. Alice Massa. Hi, Bob. Thank you. You're welcome. And last but not least, Joan Miles. Welcome to In Perspective. Hi, Bob. Great to be here. Great to have all of you. So I want to start out with Joan because Joan belongs to a reader's workshop. And I would like you, Joan, to explain what that is uh, as far as. your role with Behind Our Eyes. And of course, I want to have Alice explain further about the group in itself. So um, the Reader's Workshop is part of Behind Our Eyes. And it is um, one of our more recent programs. It meets monthly on the second Monday of each month. And what it um, was created to do was to be a place, um, it's a conference call where we gather and um, have an opportunity to practice reading aloud our pieces, either a a 30-line poem or a uh, 300-word bit of prose that we have created. It's a place, a friendly place where we can practice reading Uh, maybe in preparation for uh, a different kind of presentation we might give, you know, away from the group. So that's what it was created to be. And it, one of the benefits of it, in addition to this skill, 
is that it helps us become more confident in presenting our pieces, and it also has become a really nice place uh, to make friends among uh, the Behind Our Eyes members. Sort of like a support so that's group. What the re- uh, well, it's a little group within, it's a little uh, room, maybe, within Behind Our Eyes. Yes. And, yeah, it, we support each other as members generally, but then this is a little cheering session. It's, it's kind of like um, open mic. That's what it is. Yeah. Sort of like um, a critique session. We come and, no, we, we don't really critique. We just listen and, um, you know, practice reading. Uh, so, you know, we bring our, some of us kind of stumble when we first come. We can't, we're not good at presenting a poem that we're reading in Braille or um, trying to read on a screen with large print. And so it's a place where we can do our stumbling and get confident, become more confident because we are friendly to one another. We don't laugh at each other or anything like that. You know, it's it's a really comfortable place to be. And we get confidence by presenting our pieces. And we also get uh, we we uh, hone our skills in presentation, so Very so cool. it really is a workshop. Yes, you bet. Now, Annie, you are the chairperson of book launch within the group. Am I correct on that one? Yes, it's called the Behind Our Eyes Book Launch Program. Tell us about that. Well, this is the, the newest program that Behind Our Eyes has created. And developed. Uh, it's pretty much a way for an author uh, to learn how to go through the process of launching their their book. Uh, so we have a, um, we have a committee, and we we um, the committee pretty much uh, has a, different levels of participation depending on uh, your talents and uh, where you want to um, support the the author's needs so we have uh, we have about we have 10 members on the committee um, and since we uh, launched this last year our first author was uh, Carol Farnsworth and I believe she did hers in January of 2022 we've had an author present a book launch every month up until that point um and our, and our next author that. our next author is uh we're planning to to do uh uh Diana Noriega on May 4th and then I'll be yes. in June and then we are picking break for July and then we have August September and October so the book launch is a way for the author to uh, to develop the skills that they need, similar to the workshop, to uh, and to, to gain the confidence to present their book in different formats. Uh, it's it's um, presented on Zoom, and uh, it's recorded as well. Uh, and the author has uh, pretty much uh, a lot of uh, wiggling room in terms of how they want to have the presentation present. You know how they want everything presented, whether they want an interview format 
or whether they want to just do a strict reading or, you know, so there's, there's a lot of creativity invested in this. And then, yes. uh, so it's been very, very successful. And I'm, you know, I'm pleased uh, that so many people have been supporting it and utilizing it. And it's, it's a much needed skill. Uh, if you want to be a writer and you want to be able to uh, market or uh, invest people in your writing, this is uh, one of the skills that you can avail yourselves of if you're a member of Behind Our Eyes uh, to do. so. Great. Excellent. Before I turn it over to Peter, I just would like to have Alice, if she could, give us a brief background about Behind Our Eyes, when it was founded and what its original purpose actually was. Alice? Yes, thank you, Bob. I'd be glad to. Uh, really, way back in 2005, the idea of a group for writers with disabilities came forth from a gentleman in Florida named Sanford Rosenthal. By March of 2006, 27 people from throughout the United States met by free conference call and formed this group. So it's been in existence for a little over 16 years. And through those 16 years, our group has really grown in a variety of ways. And two of those ways you've already heard from Joan and Annie. Uh, one of the first ways that we branched out was that that initial group, those charter members, a number of whom are still active in our organization today. I did not join until August of 2012, but thankfully we are benefiting from the people who really started this group back in 2006. And in 2007, amazingly, they already had put together our first anthology entitled Behind Our Eyes, and that first anthology is available not only in print, but also in Braille from BARD, our National Library Service, and it is available on audio through BARD as well. And that uh, at that time, there were 27 contributors to that first anthology. And then uh, the next way that our organization, which is a nonprofit organization, grew was in 2010, we added Magnets and Ladders, which is our online literary publication, which is published twice a year. The first editor was the same editor of our first anthology, Marilyn Brandt Smith, one of the founding members of our organization. And she was the editor of Magnets and Ladders through 2014 when Mary Jo Lord took over. And she is still the editor of Magnets and Ladders. And she, as Marilyn did, has a few committees that assist her, as well as Jason Smith, who does the technical work on our online literary publication. And by the way, our spring-summer issue just came out a couple of days ago, and Magnets and Ladders is available in a variety of formats, a variety of ways that it can be accessed. Of course, through 
our two websites and also by email. You can have the audio magazine come to you by means of an NLS-type cartridge from the Perkins Library. Those are wonderful recordings. Yes. And it's also available on Bookshare. So I hope that many of your listeners, Bob and Peter, will take advantage of listening to the writings. And really, besides all of our members contributing to our online literary publication, Magnets and Ladders, the uh, other people who are writers with disabilities may submit to Magnets and Ladders even if that person is not a member of Behind Our Eyes. And the next due date or deadline for the upcoming issue, which is our fall-winter issue, is August 15. And that um, we allow three submissions, and it's just simply submissions at magnetsandladders.org. And so we hope that we can have some new people not only joining our organization, but also submitting to Magnets and Ladders. Now, I mentioned that Mary Jo Lord is our editor of Magnets and Ladders. Well, she's also editor of our upcoming anthology that's going to be out very soon. But we also had a second anthology between the first one that I told you about in 2007 and the one coming out shortly, and that is our 2013 anthology entitled Behind Our Eyes, A Second Look. And that one was more than twice the number of writers, 65 writers contributed to that anthology. It's 368 print pages, 11 hours and five minutes of narration by Carol Dines on the NLS book, Bard book, and it's available in audio download as well. So uh, we hope that many people will enjoy the publications of our organization. Now, you asked about uh, a little bit about the history, and I've given you that, but another way that we've grown, besides our bi-monthly conference calls, we also have for our members these new branches. And besides our guest speakers and critique sessions and so forth with our conference calls, we have for our members as well small group critique sessions. There are three of those that have been active, the first two from 2016 and then another one started in 2017. And Leonard Touchner One of our members coordinates the activities of those three monthly small group critique sessions. So that was one of our new branches that came forth. And then that second new branch, Joan has already told you about, the Reader's Workshop. And then, of course, as Annie chairs, the Bow Book Launch became a third branch of Behind Our Eyes. So We have really been growing in so many ways, and I know that I, as a member, I learn so much from my fellow writers, and I also learn from all the variety of activities that we do. I mentioned those conference calls, and we have a variety of guest speakers 
sometimes there are own members. For example, we've had one of our members who's also written a book lately, Sally Rosenthal, talked about her experience as a book reviewer. And that came into play because we did accept book reviews for a special contest of our spring-summer issue of Behind Our Eyes. And then another member in January who's also been doing book reviews for quite some time uh, also gave a talk at our one of our January meetings. And uh, Kessel Wilson, who is the editor of the Our Special Braille magazine, was our guest in February, as well as was Catherine Schneider, who's done so much in the area of our blindness community and such with her Schneider Family Foundation. So she spoke to us in February. And at our National Poetry Month virtual luncheon in April, we were delighted to have as our guest the archivist, from the Jones Library in Amherst, Massachusetts. And Cindy Harbison spoke to us about Emily Dickinson and Amherst. And that was just a very interesting part. And at that virtual luncheon, Joan read from her second of three books, um, One Glittering Wing, and it was just such a perfect selection to go on with this virtual luncheon that we had planned for National Poetry Month. And Joan read Dancing with Emily Dickinson, just a wonderful poem. So uh, we just have quite a variety of offerings for our members. And of course, we greatly are in the midst of celebrating National Poetry Month. Today is the 29th day of National Poetry Month, and it's just been quite a time of celebration and inspiring our fellow members to write poetry, and we've enjoyed reading poems and writing poems and have had poets of the day for each day of our big celebration of National Poetry Month. But Come May 1st, we'll go on to other things. We're going to have um, our secretary, Marlene Massat, who's in the audience today, is going to be introducing to our group a gentleman who is a, a narrator of commercial audiobooks. And so he will be our guest on May 1st to uh, sort of make that transition away from our National Poetry Month to all the other genres that we will explore throughout the remainder of our calendar year. All right. Thank you, Alice. You're welcome. Peter? Yeah. Um, Alice, could you say a little more about how National Poetry Month happened and how it's gone this year? You, you, you sort of alluded to it, but I think folks might be more interested in the more detail of, of how it's worked this year. All right. I, uh, of course, this is a big national celebration, but a few years ago, we started celebrating National Poetry Month as well uh, within our own group and have really tried to make it a very special time for our poets. And of course, many of our writers write in multiple genres, and so that's really neat. And of course, 
in March for the Bow Book Launch, Joan uh, was our featured author in about her book, which is a collection of poetry, and the one goes to the sea, and that led into uh, the National Poetry Month, and the Bow Book Launch during National Poetry Month was Sally Rosenthal's book with that lovely, lovely title, Peonies in Winter. And so uh, that was uh, certainly part of our celebration of National Poetry Month, but in March... I enlisted uh, 30 of our members to take part on one day during National Poetry Month. And each of those 30 members on his or her given day as Poet of the Day had the opportunity to share one to three prompts and poems and However else, that individual, I gave 10 suggestions, but the 10th one was do basically whatever you want to do. But we wanted our members to have the opportunity to be the spotlight person for that particular day. And that was very successful. And I'm so proud because I didn't have to bug anybody. Now, did you remember about doing this? Everybody was just spot on and uh, some of the prompts that were suggested brought forth just such a, a really number of poems that were on our writer's party line, which is our low-traffic email list. And it is indeed low-traffic most of the other 11 months of the year. It gets a little more traffic during April because of our National Poetry Month, but most of the time, uh, we do consider our email list, the writer's party line, as a low-traffic list. And um, our first conference call of April to kick off National Poetry Month on April 3rd, because we generally meet the first and third Sunday evenings of each month at 8 o'clock Eastern time by conference call, um, we do have some special events by Zoom, and Annie is in charge of that at this time, and then all of our Bow book launches are by Zoom, but most of our conference calls are still just by the free conference call over the phone, and our first one, we all shared bio poems as a way to better introduce ourselves to one another and some people had acrostic bio poems, and some people had just free verse or blank verse types of, of bio poems. And then for our other conference call related to poetry, at the end of the month, we had as well uh, uh, four poems selected, and a group of us discussed those poems. And that was very nice. Now, also, almost each day of National Poetry Month, I've added at the very end of the day uh, what I have been calling the NPM, which is National Poetry Month, Nightcap Trivia. And it's been sort of fun to do that. And once in a while, I get emails, oh, I knew the answer to the trivia question today. But it's really been very heartwarming to have 30 people on my National Poetry Month committee 
and all of them contributing so much on his or her special day of National Poetry Month. So um, one of our founders, whom I mentioned earlier, Marilyn Brant Smith, is going to take the last spot tomorrow. From day one through day 26, each person was coordinating with the A, B, C, D, so forth, A through letter Z of the alphabet, like an abecedarian. But then I had four days left over, and I thought, now what am I going to do with those four days? Well, I decided would take the word poem, P-O-E-M, and so uh, the person in charge of day 27 took the letter P for initiating prompts, and then uh, the next person, O, today is the letter E, day again, and then Marilyn tomorrow will have the final letter, which is M. So it's been uh, just a very enjoyable month of April for us. Thank you for asking, Peter. I'm a big fan of National Poetry Month. I'm a big advocate for poetry. And although, uh, like many of our writers, I write in other genres also, uh, my heart is in poetry. So thank you for asking, Peter. So, Alice, uh, just a a clarification. What do these letters stand for? You talked about A, B, C, D, E, up to Z, P, O, E, M. Oh, it was just a way to have each person um, having sort of a a basis to start an idea for a prompt. So So what what was the O yesterday, and what is the E today, and the M tomorrow? Oh, yesterday, one of the main ones that people wrote about yesterday was oceans. Okay. Ocean. And E today, um, Abby Johnson Taylor uh, had eat, and then also ending, E N D I N G. That was a little different. And uh, Annie, do you you got us on one of the the best of uh, so many people following suit? Annie, why don't you tell them what you brought forth for us on your day, which was day four. Oh, uh, day four, I did a, what did I do, Alice? I forgot. A butterfly synclane. Oh, I know. What, what was, so it was a butterfly synclane, and uh, I forgot what my word was. What was my word? I had to start with D, as in David, right? Yeah, D. Um, delicious. That's what it was. Yes, <laughs> a lot of poems about food. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to uh, to hear what uh, other people had written, and it's just it's just it's really fun to, to go back and forth and let people just have their creativity and share it. So. And Joan had the letter J. <laughs> yes, and and uh, uh, two of my words I remember. One was uh, jelly. Um, and justice. So we got some really interesting poems um, heard from people that I hadn't heard from in quite a while in in terms of justice. And um, jelly, of course, you know, the sweetness and joy of of life. And uh, it's just really fun to to see all the creativity people bring. And uh, Joan also, at our most recent Reader's Workshop, the Reader's Workshop that 
took place in April, that second Monday evening, um, she did something that we had never done before at our readers' workshop, which was really fun. She took her poem about justice, and Joan, do you want to tell everybody what we did? Well, there's a recurring line in the poem, um, and we made it kind of a, a group participation. So uh, at at the end of each verse, it says, come on, justice. And uh, so I read the poem, and then at the end of each verse, all the people that were there did the come on, justice part. And it became a real, um, it was great. It was like a, a, you know, a chant almost. Yeah, it it was really a a fun opportunity, but in some ways a very serious poem. But as we went on, Joan's expression, she just came to life presenting her poem uh, as we all were participating. It it was quite a moment for the Reader's Workshop. I think that we will, all of us who were there will remember. And I, I don't know if you said, Joan, or not, our readers' workshops are not recorded. Our conference calls are, as you all know, the Bo Book Launch is recorded by means of Zoom, and that will very soon be on our website. Uh, We have so much there on the website that new members can delve into and such, but um, I, I wanted to, Peter, if it's okay with you and Bob, I, I, since it goes along with Joan's Reader's Workshop uh, portion that she's been talking about, there's a short poem, and since it's National Poetry Month, if you guys would uh, allow Joan, please, to present a short poem about poets, and Joan, would that be okay with you? Sure. Yeah, go for it, Joan. Oh, thank you. So. This is from my third book. It's, this poem is called The Poet's Promise. And it goes like this. In language I live, and in living I linger. A finger, a sieve, a sliver of love. Living silvery river within and above. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Joan. Yep. That I sure. wanted to um, also mention about Annie something that you had said about the uh, the bow book launches that I wanted to remember uh, about, but it's going right through my mind right now. Was there anything else that you thought of Annie that you wanted to mention about the book launches? Uh, let's see. Um... I guess no. the only person we didn't mention who already did one was Abby Johnson Taylor was our February featured author um, for her book. I don't know if we mentioned her or not yet. And we're just delighted to have so many people uh, booked through October. And I have a feeling we're going to book the months after that as well. That's been just going so very well, just a very successful new branch of our, of our organization. So I'd like to go ahead, Annie. Oh yeah. Just to add that um, in order to, uh, to inquire about the book launch 
uh, as an author, you do need to be a Behind Our Eyes member. So, Alice, that's a good question. To, that's a good way to segue to what I want to ask anyway, which is how does one become a member of Behind Our Eyes? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Peter. I wanted to mention that we do have a relatively new committee that's just been in action for just about a couple of years, and that is our Bo Pilots Committee, and that is chaired by Winslow Parker, our um, immediate former president, and Winslow has done a wonderful job. He came up with this idea, like Joan came up with the idea for Reader's Workshop, Winslow came up with the idea for the Bo Pilots, and they welcome in our new members. And so to specifically answer your question, Peter, um, if anyone is a person who is interested in writing, one does not have to be a published author, uh, but if one has a significant interest in writing and is a person with a verifiable disability, then that person is welcome to join our organization. It's very easy to do. There are no dues. We do not collect dues. We do not share your information with any other entity or organization whatsoever with no one else. And so all you have to do is go to our website, which is www.behindoureyes.com. O-R-G, and if you go there, you go down to the bottom of the column that you generally first come to, or at least that I do when I go to the website, and at the end, it says, join us. There's a link. Join us, and if you enter on that link, you will then go to a place where there's just a few sentences, and then you link to a membership form. It's very easy to fill out. And just a few basic questions, name, address, where you heard about our organization, your phone number, your email. And remember, we do not share this information. And then uh, if a current member has told you about our organization or if you learned about us, say from this call, this podcast, rather, you would write that down. And then you submit that, and then very quickly after that, uh, Jason Smith uh, takes care of that and sends it to Marlene Massat, our secretary, and Marlene is extremely good about responding to our new members right away, and she will get you on track and sends the person's name to our chair of our Bo Pilots Committee so that someone else can welcome you to the organization. And if you have any questions whatsoever, we try to make a good transition for our new members. And we feel that our Bo Pilots Committee, having one person assigned to each new member, really does make a difference. And so we hope that Some of the people out there listening who might be interested, uh, you're most welcome to join our membership. If for any reason you have difficulty with the membership form, there's information right there on the website that gives you an email address 
and you can just send that same information in the text of an email. Membership at BehindOurEyes.org. Membership at BehindOurEyes.org. And again, I want to emphasize no dues. We do not collect any dues. And we hope that some of you who are interested will certainly check out our website, BehindOurEyes.org, and, and hopefully you'll be joining. And this reminds me, Annie, of what I wanted to say a minute ago. Uh, Annie mentioned that there are 10 people on our Bow Book Launch Committee. And of those 10, everyone has had a book published. And Annie and Abby have had five. It's not uncommon within our membership that our members have one to five books that have been published. And we've already said Jonah's had three. I've had just one. Peter's had three. Bob, you'll have to say how many you've had published, because I don't know the total number. But it's very common that our members have had books published. But that is not a requirement for membership. Many of us have published books after we've been a member for a while. So we learn so much. And another example, many of us became bloggers after we were members of Behind Our Eyes through the support and information that we've received. So we've all grown with the organization. So all are welcome, whether you've not published or you have published. Uh, Some of our members have been published in magazines or our own magnets and ladders, but maybe have not yet done a book. So whatever your situation is, you are welcome. Uh, Alice, I've published five. Great, Bob. Congratulations. Thank you. I have a feeling somebody's going to hit six pretty soon. I believe it. There's a lot of talent out there. Yeah. You're listening You're listening to In Perspective. My name is Bob Branco, and he's Peter Alchul. And our guests are Anne Chiapetta, Joan Miles, and Alice Massa from Behind Our Eyes. And it's now time to open our program to our audience so they can ask you questions. So, Ray? Hello, everyone. All right. So to ask questions, we ask you to raise your hand. It is alt to uh, raise your hand. It is alt Y on PC, uh, option Y on Mac, star nine on telephone, and uh, under the more tab for smartphones. For muting and unmuting, it is alt A on PC, command shift A on Mac, star six on telephone, and lower left on smartphones. And do we have any uh, folks who have questions? Ray? I'm here. Um, yes. Okay. Phone number NEM 406. You are up first, please. Hi, this is Lisa G. Um, in hey. Florida. Lisa. Um, I've, I've heard about this from ACB, and I want you to know I just joined, so thank you for helping me figure out where the form was and how to fill it out, because while you were talking, I filled it out. And became oh, a member. Thank you. Yay, welcome. Yay. Welcome. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Excellent. 
I'm I'm not published as of yet, and um, I've kind of done poetry and, and nonfiction writing and stories on my own. I'm I'm I feel like I have so much knowledge and and wealth of information and sage information, but when it comes to me and my writing, I feel infantile. <laughs> so I I'm going to work on being published, and you you were on Writing Works Wonders, be uh, my eyes, and I learned a lot from and, and about the magnets and ladders. Um, and I am, I'm going to make it a commitment this year to submit something like by July and I'm not going to wait till August to submit something, my first piece of writing that I will actually submit because I'm nervous about it, uh, but, um, I need, I need support. I like, I like to, you know, if I have knowledge about something, I will definitely share it. And, um, I really appreciate the balance that you have where, you know, people can share what they know and people who need to learn can grow. You know, and which involves yes. everybody growing, but people who, but students and and mentors alike, and we can flip flop between the roles. It sounds like, and I, I really, uh, I'm honored to be a member of the group. And sometimes, you know, before when I heard about it, it was like planting seeds. It's like, no, this is it. This is the time. So <laughs> I just want to thank you so much and thank you for the In Perspective podcast today for this this show. I truly, truly. I'm in my time of, of stepping into my writing. And thank you for this opportunity. Thanks well, for joining. Thanks, Lisa. Thank so much. That's so nice of you. And, and welcome. And I, with what you've said, it reminds me, with our spring-summer issue of Magnets and Ladders just coming out a couple of days ago, submissions for the next fall-winter issue can already be received any day now. So anytime oh, wow. you want to submit for the next issue, the, the deadline of which, as I said, is August 15th, you can submit anytime. So that is, that's a big step when you're submitting the first time, and it's so exciting, and we'll be very happy for you. That's, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you shared that. And I Thanks. forgot to say one thing about magnets and ladders, um, and that is, you know, we we don't pay for each submission because we end up with 80 some per issue, but we do offer prizes. And I think that's a really neat part of our magnets and ladders that we, through our committees and through our editor, Mary Jo Lord, um, we have prizes for first and second place in each category of poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. And then for each, there are also honorable mention as well. And it's not that much, but it's nice to have $30 first place prize for each of the three categories and $20 second place prize for each of the three categories. And from time to time, we have a special uh, prize as well for a, different occasions or something that we want to honor with a special prize. And so um, I think that's a, a nice aspect, especially for people who are submitting for the first time. And it, it's fun to know that there's that possibility that your piece may be selected for one of those prizes or for honorable mention. Thank you, Alice. Uh, right. Alex, Alice, right. Next person. Sorry. Well. 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Deanna, you are up next. Hello, Deanna. Hey, Deanna. Hi. <laughs> hey, Deanna. I think one of the things that people might want to know about are um, the kinds of messages that are on our low traffic list. Um, one of the most valuable ones to me is that Winslow is really good about giving us um, tips on using technology, like the, the latest JAWS command or, um, you know, something that would be useful for anyone um, writing and editing their work. And different people offer different kinds of material. So if you guys want to talk a little bit about that. Deanna, I'm so glad you're here and that you spoke up about this. And I should say that if you go to the website, you can read the history. It's a lengthy piece, history of Behind Our Eyes. And Deanna was the lead author of that piece. And so I go back and read that when I want to refresh my memory about the history of our organization. So we thank you for that. And so many of your writings and, and uh, yes, our writer's party line, as Deanna said, uh, we do have quite a variety. I, I had just spoken, I was carried away about National Poetry Month, Deanna, but you're absolutely right. We, we get a lot of questions and answers on the writer's party line. Uh, I know recently uh, Peter had shared about uh, some new happenings on WordPress. And I, I noticed just the other night when I posted my blog that uh, something new came up with a description. It didn't exactly describe the graphic or picture, but it let me know for the first time that, that one was there. And so, and of course, I had got the warning in advance, the good warning about that in advance, by Peter's email on the Writer's Party Line list. So we do share that kind of information. Uh, we share poetry or prose, and our other members will write privately to the individual who's posted a piece of poetry or prose, and that person, a co another member, will give some suggestions or just say, oh, that was a great piece. I so enjoyed reading it. And so we have that kind of give and take as well. We use our writer's party line for announcing all of our meetings, activities, special events. Our calendar is posted there. And I didn't mention, but on our website, we also have our archived meetings are there for anyone to listen to back to the year 2010. So, and they're immediately available um, as well that you can listen to by phone on our conference call line. So uh, there's just really so many different ways that we use our writer's party line. So thank you very much, Deanna, for mentioning that. Annie or Joan, do you two are, can you think of anything else on the writer's party line that's uh, uh you think yeah, yeah, this is this is Annie. Um we sometimes share successful places to to um to submit your work. 
with each other. Uh, and yeah. I personally found that to be very helpful um, following up with uh, with those uh, potential uh, places to submit. Uh, I We also um, share, you know, our blog posts with one another. We share our successes um, with one another. And I think that is what makes the writer's party line very unique because, you know, we're, we, um, we, we, we're each other's cheerleaders, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, or, 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 you know, if you have a disappointment, you know, you say, you know, I'm having a hard time doing this, or how do you do that? Um, you can put out your, uh, you know, your questions and, and, and people will get back to you and answer. Uh, and it's just a give and take, and it's a great supportive environment to be in as a writer. We don't have many of those opportunities. Um, I know a lot of us, were, you know, sometimes we're the only writer we know <laughs> in our community. And so to have that available um, is really important. I remember once that I, I used to know how to do a word count, and then with changes in my computer, I couldn't do it the way I had previously. And then Deanna sent an email uh, to the writer's party line and let just very clearly, Deanna wrote the steps for doing that. I'm still doing it the way you suggested, Deanna, to get my word count uh, for a piece that I post or poem or prose, whatever it may be. So just those little helpful things like that really yeah. mean so much on the on the writer's party line. Joan, is there anything you wanted to add about that? No, it's a great uh, community bulletin board and give and take and support. It's it's really a a, a great uh, uh, tool for our organization. I would like to uh, thank you, Deanna, for your comments. Uh, we have uh, one more person I'd like to bring up, and it's Mary Carla Hayes. Yeah. Hello, can you hear Hello? me? Hello. Yeah, we yeah. can. Hello. Hey, Carla. Oh, this this just sounds really exciting. I've been writing for, you know, since I've been a child. Poetry, short stories, children's stories, learning songs. I only have one concern. I've been thinking about joining, believe it or not, but my biggest concern is I have a very demanding job and I'm just wondering, you know, what the time, you know, it sounds like, you know, the time commitment, um, you know, to the group would be, I mean, it can, are there people that, you know, don't come to all the meetings and everything? Cause I don't know if I could, you know, do all the things, you know what I mean? But I would like to take advantage of what the group has to offer in so many ways, but um, can you speak to that? That's a very good and very practical question. I I can tell you for certain that uh, there are some people who only uh, take advantage of the writer's party line aspect, the online aspects of our organization. Other people are more active in the meetings and special events that we have, but it's your choice. There are no requirements. In as far as attendance is concerned. We've talked about that years ago, but the consensus was that we did not want to make any stipulations. So you, you choose your level of participation. If you just want to go to the reader's workshops, for example, and 
and take advantage of the writer's party line, you can just do that. It's totally up to you and and your time that you have and how much time you want to give to a new organization. New Carla, for you. If, Carla, if it's any, if, Carla, if it's any help, um, I go to very few meetings. I, sp- I do most of my time interacting on the, on the party line. So, uh, and I, I hope I provide some value on that, but I don't have time to go to most of those meetings. So if that's, if that's of any value to you, uh, we hope you join. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, it just sounds so intriguing. And um, so I, but, and I also want to thank you for doing this program. I don't think people that volunteer their time get thanked enough. And I really, and for having this group and the support. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Carla. Ray, uh, is, is uh, any any more folks on uh, with with their hands raised in the last four minutes? Okay, so I'd like to ask one of you because I, I wish we had time for all of you to answer. At least one of you to answer the following question: What prompted you to join uh, Behind Our Eyes, and how how do you best benefit from it? Oh, Peter, this is Annie. I'll just make it very quick. I heard it behind our eyes from the newsreel. Um, And uh, I had heard a couple of people, uh, specifically Nancy Scott, um, talk about it. And that's how I, you know, the breadcrumbs were laid out for me. And when the time was right, uh, I joined. But it was because of uh, mm -hmm. And how how did. So this is because that's that's also Annie how I don't know if I ever told you this that's how I first heard about behind our eyes was through newsreel magazine <laughs> uh, I had been a member of newsreel from the early 1980s mid 80s and uh, I had been hearing about behind our eyes for a while so then after I retired from teaching and uh, I I decided to give the organization a try, and I've stuck with it ever since. And you know, how, Joan? Uh, I Joan, learned about, about it on the internet. <laughs> I, I learned about it on the internet. I I am not in any blind organizations, um, and I was kind of a lonely writer, and I just searched, you know, like blind writing, or and and I found behind our eyes and what a great community. I, I wasn't alone anymore in my writing and I made all these friends across the country and um, it's, it's just a phenomenal find. So, and there you go. Wow. And, and how, how has, for anybody who wants to answer this question, how has book uh, behind our eyes, bleh, behind our eyes most helped you? And we have one minute. I think I mentioned before, and I'll be quick, I, I know I would not have started blogging without the support from my fellow writers of Behind Our Eyes, and I've been blogging now since January of 2013. This is Annie. I probably wouldn't have written my first book of poems. Me too. I wouldn't have had the courage to share so much. Yeah. Well, BOA is a great organization. I've put up some blog posts on the Writer's Party line along with where people can go for my own blog information. So it comes in handy for all of us here on this program and for lots of other people who listen. 
Annie, Alice, Joan, it was a real pleasure having you on in perspective today to talk about Behind Our Eyes. I hope the organization continues to grow and prosper and to bring in more new members, whether they're published authors or otherwise. And you know, thank you for providing this service. We really appreciate it very much. Thank we you do. so much, Thanks. Bob and Peter. Thanks, thank Bob. you Thanks, for giving us this hour today to share with everyone about Behind Our Eyes. We really appreciate the time you've given us. All right. Thanks so well, much. Thank you again. Thank you again. Next week, we're going to have Donna Jordan. She's been on our program before, about a year ago. She's going to talk about what it was like to travel during the pandemic. I know a lot of people had difficulties with that, although the pandemic in the United States is just about over. But she's going to give us her thoughts about what she experienced. So that should be a very interesting show as well. Peter, again, great show. Thank you for being with me today. And Ray, you as well. Go safe with God's abundant blessings. See you next week on In Perspective. Bye for now.